to the Calvary Assembly podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. So we've started a new sermon series last week. It was titled Habits, right? And it's amazing how when you start with such a small domino, looking at this screen, if you start with such a small domino like the one in front, eventually it can knock down the one in the back. And that's what habits are like in our lives, that when we build small, consistent habits, they have a domino effect in our lives and in our hearts, so that eventually the big things in our lives that we feel like we could never conquer, that we feel like we could never overcome, we're available to knock those out because we started with something small. So this series is about becoming the person we want to become by consistently doing the small things that matter. Last week, Pastor X talked to you about not focusing on the what, but focusing on the who. So many times we try to focus on the what in our lives where I need to do this better, I need to do that better, instead of focusing on who we want to become, who God wants us to become. Because when we focus on who we want to become, the what just kind of falls into place, doesn't it? You know that you want to be a better Christian, you want to be more in tune with God, well, then you already know your what. You've got to spend more time with him, right? You know you want to be a healthier person, then you already know your what. Stop eating Twinkies and drinking Coke, right, and go to the gym, right? Sorry, that one was for me. I don't know if that was for any of the rest of you, but all right. What I do want to ask is, is uh, at the doors when you're walking in, they should have given you a domino, if you do not have a domino, if you would like to raise your hand, anybody not have a domino? We've got one person in the back right there, Christian. Can you grab a domino? And Curtis, right? So he'll get you a domino. You'll need these for the end of my message just to make sure that everybody had one. So to start off, today we're going to be looking at how do we get to who we want to become. Last week we talked about not focusing on the what but focusing on the who, so how do we get to that point where we become who we really want to become? Christian, did you get one for Curtis over here too? All right. So start off, I want you to think of your last normal day. Now, I know with COVID going on, it's kind of hard to think about our last normal day because some of us haven't had a normal day in forever, right? Or now that COVID's here, we have a new normal. So I want you to think about your last normal day. Think about every step that you had throughout that day. Maybe you're a morning person. So your alarm goes off at 6 a.m. and you just snap right out of bed. Those of you who do that, you make me sick, all right? I hate mornings. Mornings are evil. But anyway, some of you guys, you're morning people. You snack right, you snap right out of bed. Your alarm goes off. Sometimes you even beat your alarm awake. I don't know how you do that. Those of you who wake up without alarms, you amaze me. Because if I don't set an alarm, it's going to be like 11 a.m. I'm going to wake up and be like, what year is it, right? That's how I am, Okay. So you jump out of bed, you go to the bathroom, maybe you brush your teeth, you walk out to the kitchen, you start your coffee, you do whatever your normal routine is, maybe after your coffee and you sat there for an hour just like sipping coffee, just to make sure that you can actually be presentable in this world with caffeine in your body, right? Then, you, you know, you take a shower and you go to work, you get home from work, and you do what you normally do every day, right? Or, that's morning people, if you're like me... Those of us who are normal, I'm just kidding, just kidding. 
You wake up, your alarm goes off at 6.30, you hit snooze. It goes off at 6.45, you hit snooze. It goes off at 7, you hit snooze, then your wife comes in and be like, dude, you really got to get up. Come on, let's go, right? So you're rushing throughout the whole day just trying to catch up because you didn't get up because you're not a morning person, and you're not caught up until everybody else goes to bed, and you're like, yes, time alone, right? Because I'm a night person. That's exactly how I am. I stay up. And so my normal day was the same as the last normal day, and I can tell you that. Your normal day was probably the same as the normal day before that, too, and the normal day before that, and the normal day before that. Now, there's some changes in there because, honestly, you encounter other people throughout the day, and they kind of throw a wrench in your plans, right? But my guess is your last normal day was very similar to the normal day before that. In fact, if you were to chart out every normal day of your life, even from month to month and year to year, unless something drastic changed, your normal days look the same. Because of habits, because of who we are, because of the things we've done. I know that on a Wednesday morning, if I get up in the morning and I leave the house, once I leave the house, I'm probably not going to be back in my house for more than an hour to two hours until after service is over Wednesday night, just because that's the way it works. I set up, I get ready, I'm here way early so that I can have, make sure everything's ready for Wednesday night. And I go home maybe to eat and to say hi to my kids, and then I come back to church. But that's okay because that's normal for me. It's my normal Wednesday habit. It's become something that I have, something that I've done over and over and over again. And see, what we normally do isn't the result of conscious choices but of daily habits. Your normal day normally isn't something that you choose to do. It's just something that you've done and you will continue to do. A study by Duke University in 2006 states that 40% of our actions are the results of habits. 40% of the things that you do on a normal day, okay? Sometimes normal days don't happen, but normal days. 40% of the things that you do are the result of habits. They're the things that you don't have to think about. Honestly, none of us have to think about going to the bathroom, right? We're just like, oh, I got to go. Let's go, right? Unless you're in a car and then that's all you think about and you're like, Where's the nearest gas station, right? And you have kids, and you just left a gas station two seconds down the road. I got to go to the bathroom. Then you think about it, right? 40% of our days, we don't even consciously process what we're doing. We don't consciously process because they're habits. Some of you, you normally get home, you take off your shoes, you throw your coat on the hook, and you go sit down in the chair, right? Some of you get home, and you go play with the dog. It's just something that you normally do. You don't think about it, right? You sit down, you turn the TV on, turn the news on, shut the news off because it's evil, and then you go do the rest of your day, right? Normal habits. And as we'll look at later, there's things in our lives that trigger these responses. Those normal habits are because of triggers in our life that are set off. You get up in the morning, you're triggered to go make a cup of coffee because it's morning and caffeine, right? That's what we need to do. So another quote from James Clear's uh, book called Atomic Habits Habits is this. Goals don't determine our successes. Systems determine success. Think about that. Everyone has goals in this life. Whether you set them consciously or subconsciously, you have goals in your life. Why do some people accomplish their goals and other people don't? James Clear says it's because of our systems. And I'll submit to you that a system is just a collection of daily habits. 
It's just a collection of habits that you do day in and day out. And the reason that some people can accomplish their goals and some people can't is because their system of daily habits is good. And maybe your system isn't or other people's isn't. And that's why they don't accomplish their goals, right? Some people have the right system is in place. 40% of our life that's on autopilot, that's your system. The things that you do without thinking, that's your daily habits. That's your system. So if you're not succeeding in what God wants you to do, maybe you need to take a look at your system, your collection of daily habits, and see, God, what's going on in my life? What do I need to do differently, right? James Clear also says this. Sorry. says that you don't rise to the level of your goals, but you fall to the level of your systems. You don't rise to the level of your goals. Because honestly, some of us are really good goal makers. We have really, really awesome goals. But if everybody was able to achieve the goals that they had, why wouldn't this world be such an awesome place? It's because we're not rising to the level of our goals. We're falling to the level of our habits, falling to the level of our systems. If you have bad habits in place, well, there you go. Some of you are like me, and you have the habit of, I like Mountain Dew and Coke too much, right? Being a healthy person and liking Mountain Dew and Coke too much don't go well together, right? Some of you like sleep. And being someone that's productive throughout the day and liking sleep don't normally go together well. Some of us, the habits that we have in place hinder the goals that we have in our lives. And we need to keep pushing forward and change those. So I want to look at someone in the Word of God, of course, because, you know, we're at church. I want to look at someone in the Word who had the right systems in place. If you want to open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 6, it's just going to be, we're going to do verses 1 through 10. Daniel chapter 6, 1 through 10. It will be on the screen. And for those of you online, thank you for joining us. It will also be on the screen for you. Daniel chapter 6. And most of us know this. It's the, the Daniel and the lion's den verses. And so I'm going to just start with verse 1. It says, It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so the king might not suffer loss. So there's 120 dudes or girls. I'm sure it's dudes because it's the Bible, right, in the Old Testament. 120 guys were set above the kingdom, but above those were three. Three people who were supposed to keep the king in check, who were supposed to help the king so he didn't suffer loss, right? Now Daniel, in verse 3, so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him above the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs. But they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Now, before we move on, I just want to talk about Daniel a little bit. Daniel was the top dog. Daniel's our top drummer, right? Daniel was the top dog. He was set above everyone else. Not because he was just good looking, not because he was the smartest, because he had the right systems in place. He was an upstanding gentleman. And as we're going to read here in a little bit, because Daniel was going to be set above everyone else, people were upset with him. They didn't want him to be in charge. And honestly, they tried to find grounds to get him in trouble. But there's only one area of his life that they could find 
One thing that they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that Daniel was going to do every day no matter what because they knew his habits. And so let's take a look at that. Daniel chapter uh, 6, verse, starting with verse 6. Remember, they were trying to find something to accuse Daniel, and the only thing they could find was with the law of his God. So verse 6, it says, These administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, May King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human during, being during the next 30 days, except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, you issue the decree and put it into the writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Now, now we see what Daniel does, or Daniel does to get himself in trouble. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went upstairs to his room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. You see, Daniel had habits in his life. He had a system in place that he was going to be close to God. And it wasn't just this one-time deal. Daniel didn't just see this decree and be like, all right, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and pray to God three times a day. No, it's something that he had been doing over his lifetime. Daniel was an old man by this point. He was an old guy. And he was getting to be set above everyone else because of his sisters, because he wanted to glorify God, and God blessed him because of it. He was put in a position where he could change the course of history, change the course of the nation. And his habit was to be in communion with his heavenly father. And above everything else that Daniel did, he focused on that area the most. And like I said, it wasn't just this one-time deal. It wasn't one habit that he had. If you read Daniel chapter 1, the very first verse, when Daniel was literally ripped from his home. If you didn't know, Babylon invaded Judah, just literally took them over. Ripped all of their bright, young, handsome men away from them. Essentially, Babylon was growing at such a rate that they had to have more people to put in government positions. They didn't have enough people, and so they, when they invaded a country, they went in and said, all right, this dude's smart, and he looks good. He's, he's going to become one of us. And so they'd take them back to Babylon and essentially indoctrinate them in their ways so that, hey, when this guy grows old, now these are 12 to 18-year-olds. These are young men. When they grow old, they'll be one of us. So Daniel is ripped from his family, ripped from everything that he ever knew as a young man. And he's put in this position and fed these foods and instead of doing what they wanted him to do, Daniel stuck to what God wanted him to do, even in this moment. I don't know about you, but if someone came to America and just totally stole all our young people and started indoctrinating, how many of our people would stick to their guns and believe what they believe? Not very many, right? But Daniel was willing to be dedicated to God no matter what. From that young age, 12 to 18, we don't know how old he was. Daniel had a, already had a system in place in his life, a habit in place in his life, where he knew that he was going to do what God wanted him to do. And so he went to his immediate supervisor and says, hey, I can't eat this meat. It could have been sacrificed to idols. I don't know. And so Daniel went on what we now call the Daniel fast, right? He did what God wanted him to do. He honored God with his food intake in his body, and God blessed him for it. So Daniel had this system in place of habits from the moment that he was a young man and he built upon them until he was an old man, and God blessed him throughout the whole time. So, how can we be like Daniel? 
where we have this, this life of habits that continuously puts us on a path to encounter God, that continuously puts us on a path to, to be pleasing to God. How can we have those same habits? Well, we need to ask ourselves one question. So based upon who we want to become, what is one habit that we need to start? Based upon who you want to become or who God wants you to become, what's one thing that you need to start doing today? When you look at that person you want to become, boil it down to one objective that you have to complete. If you don't do that thing, it doesn't work. So let me put it like this. You want to grow closer to God? You have to read God's word and you have to pray. If you don't do those things, you're not going to grow close to God. That's what I'm talking about. Boil it down to one objective, one habit, one thing that you can instill in your life that you will say, this is what I have to do no matter what. What's one thing? You want to grow closer to God? Spend time in his word. That's one thing. And then build from there. You don't have to just, okay, I want to grow close to God, so I'm going to pray for five hours today, and I'm going to read the Bible for another five hours, and that's half my day, so I guess then I'll go to work, right? No, start with one thing. Boil it down to just the bare necessity. What's one thing that you have to do? You want to be a healthy person? One thing that you have to do is work out and eat right. Okay, that's two things. Okay? You can choose both of them. Put them together. Work out, eat right. Got it? All right? You want to be a better student? Well, then you better study better. You better listen. Boil it down to one thing. And these are what I call keystone habits. Habits that help propel you into other good habits. If you don't eat right, no matter how much you work out, it's not going to help. I've heard, you've heard Pastor X stay up here. You cannot outwork bad eating habits. You cannot outwork bad food. You keep eating junk food, your body's going to look like you keep eating junk food. You might be able to go run 500 miles, but your body's still going to look like you keep eating junk food. Right? You want to grow closer to God, you have to spend time in his word. They're keystone habits. They help propel us on to doing other good habits. And what I read a book, I think it's in Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the book it came from. But it talks about making your bed in the morning. When you get out of bed, make your bed. Because it sets you on a course of discipline throughout the day. You are disciplined enough to wake up, make your bed, It'll help you be disciplined in other areas. It may seem like it's weird, but it works. And it's still something I have to work on, all right? So you get up, you make your bed, and it helps you be more disciplined. It's a keystone habit, something that you can point to and say, this habit helps me with other habits. You read the word of God, which will help you to pray, which will help you to worship him, which will help you grow closer to him and listen to his spirit. Keystone habits. And once you've got that first one down, the next one builds off what you've already laid, Okay? My dad's a bricklayer. He, was, he built houses. You have to have the right foundation. You don't have the right foundation, then everything you build on top of it is just junk. Eventually, that house is going to fall over. That brick wall that you build is going to fall down. Or it's going to look like this when you're done. All right? It just doesn't work. Start somewhere. Consistent small habits build upon each other to make us into who God wants us to be. Consistent small habits. Not consistent large habits. Consistent small habits build upon each other to make us who God wants us to be. So we need to ask ourselves that question based upon who do we want to become, what's one habit that I need to start today? And then the two, when starting a habit, use the KISS method. Now, I know I put it keep it simple, silly, but I've heard it as keep it simple, stupid, right? Don't make it something that you can't do. 
Don't make it a goal or a habit that's un, it's impossible for you to accomplish. Keep it simple. You want to grow closer to God? Start reading your Bible. How much more simple can you be than that? It's simple, stupid, right? Simple, silly. Keep it simple. Don't do things that are too hard because you're going to eventually fail. If you set this astronomical goal, you're never going to reach it. But if you set it here, you can reach here. And then after you've done that habit, you can reach the next habit. And then you can reach the next habit. You don't have to make whatever habits you want in your life to be hard habits. You can make them simple and it will help you accomplish what you want to do. You want to change the trajectory of your life? Start with one thing, one simple thing, and move on from there. Because if you decide that one day, all right, I know I'm normally a grouchy person, but I'm going to wake up not grouchy tomorrow. You're probably going to wake up and be grouchy, right? Because that's your habit. But if you decide tomorrow when I wake up, I'm just going to think of one nice thing to say to one person. And then then you get that down. And then you say, all right, now I'm just going to do five people that I can say nice things to. And eventually, after you've built all this up, people are going to be like, dude, I don't know what happened to you, but you're nice. You were grouchy. You were like Oscar the Grouch, but now you're not. You're like Elmo, right? You're, you're awesome, okay? One small habit and keep it simple. You can't expect yourself to become the most awesome prayer warrior overnight. You can't decide tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm praying five hours. Yes. It's not going to happen. You're going to get five minutes into it and you're going to be like, God, I don't know what else to say. Um, but I guess I got four and a half. Well, I got four minutes, four hours and 55 minutes left in my five hours, so I don't know what you want to do, right? Start somewhere small. Habits are like interest. They start small and they compound over time. Joe will tell you he's a financial guy through Thriving. He's going to tell you that if you want to become rich as a young person to start investing now because interest will compound. Eventually, it doesn't matter how much you're putting in, the interest that you had from before is actually making you more money than the money you put in. Habits work the same way. You start out with one small habit, and eventually those habits, after time, continue to build up. And like that picture at the very beginning, you got the one little dinky domino and the massive domino in the end. They compound until they can knock over that big domino. You want to change the trajectory of your life, start small and keep it simple. Pick something that's easy to accomplish for your first habit. You want to start spending more time with God? Read a chapter of the Bible in a day. And you're like, oh, my goodness, Pastor Kenny, I can't read a chapter of the Bible. Have you seen those things? What if I get to Psalms 119? It's like five pages long. Start with a couple of paragraphs. I can't do that. That's too much. Start with this verse or two. You start with a verse or two as a consistent habit every day. Eventually, you're going to grow hungry for more of what God wants you. Eventually, you're going to grow hungry for more of God's word. And that one or two verses may turn into one or two chapters. Or maybe you sit down and you just, you just start reading. And you're like, all right, God, I'm just going to read till you tell me to stop. And maybe you read a whole book. It's possible, right? Now, if you read Psalms in one sitting, let me know. That would be awesome, all right? But start small. And when starting a habit, you need to understand the habit loop. When starting a habit. So we need to keep it small, but then we need to also understand the habit loop. And here's the habit loop. First of all, it starts with the trigger. It's a reminder that signals us into our routine or into our habits. Some of you, you wake up in the morning and you're triggered. I need coffee. I need caffeine. Right? 
So it puts you into your routine. The habit itself, both good or bad. Now, triggers, they're just something that, that, that just it provides a response in us. Something that we see, something that we do, something that we hear, and poof, I'm going to do what's next, which is the routine. And the routine is just what our habit is. That could be a good habit or a bad habit, right? And then what happens is we accomplish that. You want coffee, you make coffee, you get coffee. Now I'm caffeinated. That's my reward. I'm caffeinated, I'm awake, I'm not going to murder people today, all right? So that's the positive feedback. We get that reward, which pushes us back to the trigger. That's the habit loop. Now, for me, I know triggers in my own life, okay? When I go sit down on my computer, I love to play video games. I play online, right? I go sit down on my computer. That's a trigger for me to grab a soda or to grab a snack because for some reason, when I'm playing video games, I get thirsty. When I get thirsty, I want caffeine, so I drink a soda. And I finish that soda. I get the reward of the caffeine. I throw it in the trash. And about five seconds later, I'm like, man, I'm really thirsty. So I get triggered again, and I get something else, right? That's what I'm talking about, the habit loop. And you guys know what I'm talking about. There's things throughout your day that you get triggered, whether it's you wake up, whether it's you sit down at lunch, whether whatever it is, you get triggered to have something happen. You think about Daniel and his life. Not, not the Daniel over here, but the Daniel in the Bible that we read about. He woke up in the morning and he was triggered. He wanted to spend time with God. He had a sandwich at lunch or whatever it was. He was triggered. He wanted to spend time with God. He sat down for his meal, and he was triggered. He wanted to spend time with God. So understand the triggers in your life and use them to your advantage. Use them. You want to read more? When you get up in the morning, you make your bed. Help you with discipline for the rest of your life, right? You make your bed, set a book on your pillow. That way when you come to bed that night, there's a trigger right there. You're going to read your book. You want to go to the gym in the morning? Put your clothes and your shoes in your gym bag right next to the bed so that when you step out of bed, it's right there and you're going to have to step over it. It's a trigger, something that you have to do. You want to read more of the Bible and you're a coffee addict and you drink coffee in the morning? Set your Bible next to your coffee pot. So when you walk out in the morning, oh, Bible, I'm going to read today. Make it so that your triggers work in your advantage. You want to start a habit? Start small. Then make it so that you're triggered to do it somehow, some way. Some of you, you have the YouVersion Bible app. You can set it to say, hey, you need to read today. And you can set it for any time of the day. You can set it for 5 a.m. for those of you who are weird and like waking up at 5 a.m. Or you can set it for midnight like those of you who are normal like me, right? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But whatever it is, you have a trigger that says, read your Bible. Pray. You have a trigger that says, you need to read more. I need to be more healthy. Wherever you normally keep your sodas, put water bottles there instead. So when you get thirsty, you go to your normal habit-inducing place. Hey, there's water. Let's take a water instead. Triggers, use them for your advantage. A lot of us have a Husker habit, Lou. The Huskers start making a good play. We get triggered to cheer. And we're like, yeah, and then we go crazy, right? And then it resets. The Huskers start making a bad play. We get triggered to be like, oh, and it resets. Use the trigger loop for your advantage, right? Leverage the habit loop in your favor. You want to be better at building people up? Every morning, write three names on a card and stick that card in your pocket. And every time you reach for your keys or reach for your phone, pull that card out and text one of those people and say, hey, I'm thinking about you. I just want to encourage you today. It triggers you. So use the habit loop in your favor. So when starting a habit, know that it's going to take time. 
You will not master any habit in a day or two. It's not going to happen. Sorry. Unless you're some mental specimen that can just decide, I'm going to change my habits right now. It's not going to happen. And let me be honest, it's probably not going to happen in a week or two. On average, it takes you 21 to 28 days to build a habit of consistent daily things that you do to change something in your life. So understand that once you start this habit, you set your Bible next to your coffee pot. There's going to be some mornings you wake up and you're going to look at that Bible and be like, coffee instead. All right? And don't get down on yourself. Don't be like the people who make New Year's revolutions and they come become New Year's give up illusions. All right? Because you've given up on them. Understand that you will probably fail. And then just decide that tomorrow, I'm going to do better. Decide that tomorrow, I'm going to keep at it. Habits take time. There's going to be times that you're going to fail. Daniel didn't grow close to God overnight. It took him consistent effort over the course of his lifetime. I know I, I don't really like Tom Brady, but he's probably the GOAT of quarterbacks. Don't raise your eyebrows at me, Al. I know that you like him. I don't like Tom Brady, but you can't argue with what he's done. And if you look at his life, Tom Brady is one of the most disciplined people I know in the, in the football world. He studies football like nobody else. He treats his body like nobody else. He does the things that he's supposed to do like nobody else. But he didn't wake up one morning and be like, I'm going to be the next Joe Montana. And then poof, he was the next Joe Montana. No, it was consistent effort over time that caused him to become who he is now. You're not going to wake up one morning and be like, I'm going to go to the gym today, and then poof, you're Superman. It's not going to happen. You're going to be jello for a while, okay? Just saying. It's going to take time for your jello to turn into muscle to be Superman, right? But understand that it happens, that you can do it over time. All right, just back to Tom Brady. I was watching this YouTube channel uh, called Good Mythical Morning. Some of you probably heard of him. I don't know, Rhett and Link. And on there, they were doing, like, people's cheat meals. They were trying to guess whose cheat meals were what. And some of them were, like, everything on the McDonald's menu was a cheat meal. But there was one cheat meal that was, like, a kale salad. And I'm like, how do you even count that as a cheat meal? That's nasty. I mean, have you ever tried kale? It's like, right? And this was someone's cheat meal. And I'm like, what do you have to eat for kale to be your cheat meal? Like, seriously, are you just, like, going out and eating grass or what? That was Tom Brady's cheat meal. He ate kale, like a kale salad or, I don't know, what it was like fried kale or some kind of kale. But it was still healthy as a cheat meal. That tells you that he has habits in his life that he's not going to go past. I'm going to live healthy no matter what. My cheat meal, even my cheat meal is going to be something that's healthy for me. How many of us would love to have Tom Brady's discipline when it comes to God? We want to be someone that, hey, our cheat day is a day we read 10 verse, or ten chapters instead of 40 or whatever it is, right? I just said it really high because I would never get to the point in my life where I would eat kale as a cheat meal. I won't even eat kale to be healthy, all right? Kale's nasty. So when starting a habit, know that it's going to take time. Daniel didn't come close to God overnight. It was consistent, small things that he did over time that made him into the man that he was. Tom Brady didn't become Tom Brady overnight. It was consistent, small things that he instilled in his life to become who he wants to become. And the same thing, if we want to grow into who God wants us to be, 
It needs to be consistent, small things that we instill in our life over a matter of time, over the matter of our lifetime. You want to be who God wants you to be? Start small. Keep it simple. So I want to go back to the first question that I asked you. What does your normal day look like? Think about your normal day. And then I want you to ask yourself, based upon what my normal day looks like, what do I need to change into my life so that I can be who God wants me to be? We, we got that question that we asked ourselves. It was the first question besides that one. It was, I got to find it now. Of course, it's never where you want it to be. Based upon who you want to become, what is one habit that you need to start? Based upon your normal days, what is one thing that you need to start? What is one area of your life that you can decide that's small and simple and something just a little bit that I can change over the next few weeks that will help propel me onto what God wants me to be? Because honestly, guys, I think if you look at your own normal days, you know what you need to change. Most of us don't just are so oblivious that we don't know the things in our life that we need to change. Most of us know exactly what we need to change. So I want you to think about that. What is one thing that I can change today? What is one thing that I can start instilling as a habit? And I gave you these dominoes when you came in. I want you to think of the habit that you're thinking about as the first domino in the series. We looked at that first picture of habits where it had the big one in the back and the small one in the front. This is your small one. This is your keystone habit. What's one thing that you need to change so that you can knock down that big tile in the back? And then I've got permanent markers up here. I want you to write on the back of this domino the one thing that I'm going to change, one habit that I need to start doing is this, and then write on it, whatever it is. It could be praying. It could be eating healthy. Whatever you believe that God wants you to be, the person that you want God, God wants you to become, how do you do that? Where do you start? Write that here. And then keep this domino with you. Or if you're like Don Mastin, I don't know where you went. He's out there. If you're like Don Mastin, he's like, I don't like keeping things in my pocket. Set it on your nightstand. Set it somewhere where you're going to see it every day. Put it in your pocket. This permanent marker, if you write on it and you let it sit for a second, it's not going to come off. And then do that thing. Start with one domino. Start with one habit. And keep it simple. Don't be like, I want to read the whole Bible every day. Okay, don't do that. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. I want to read the Word of God every day. That's simple. That leaves you room so that you can say, all right, that could be a chapter, it could be a paragraph, it could be a verse. But it's something simple that will change your life over time. And so what I want to do is I want to have the worship team come back up here. We're going to play a couple of songs. And I want you guys on your own just say, God, who do you want me to become and what do I need to start doing today? God, who are you calling me to be? Are you calling me this year to become someone who's more in tune with you? Are you calling me this year to be someone who's healthier? Are you calling me this year to be someone who's an encourager or whatever it might be? And then say, God, if that's what you want me to be, what do I need to do today? And then write it on here. And then take time saying, God, help me to install this as a habit in my life. Because successful people, successful people, consistently do small things well. Successful people consistently do small things well. So if you want to be successful, start with the small. So I'm going to pray. We're going to worship. 
And that, like I said, there's permanent markers up here if you guys want to take the time now. Or if you want to think about it, take it home and write it there. That's fine, too. But just take time and say, God, what's one habit that I need to do today so I can become who you want me to become? Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for this morning. God, I thank you that we can be here in this place, that your word can speak to our lives. God, so many of us are tired of the habit loop we're stuck in. So many of us are tired of doing the same things every day, even though we know that we want to change, even though we know we want to be someone different, God. We continue to do the same things over and over and over again. Today, I ask that we can break that habit loop, God, that we can change the trajectory of our life, not by starting somewhere huge and humongous and just totally radically changing our life in an instant, God, but by doing something small consistently. God, if we want to grow closer to you, help us to read our Bibles and, sp- and pray and do that consistently. And then, God, our lives will change over time. God, if we need to be a healthier person, help us to start eating right. Just decide that I'm going to eat one meal right a day and then go from there. Whatever it is, God, as you're speaking to people's lives, help them to understand the one habit, the one keystone thing that they need to start with right now. God, that will change over time the trajectory of their lives. And God, it's through your work, through your power. And I just thank you for that, Lord. So I just want you to take time as we're singing a couple of songs for you to look into your own life and say, what's one habit that I need to start today?